Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of The Film Freaks. I am your host Derek and with me as always is my co-host Maddie G. What's up man? How are you bro? Hey uh, I'm doing pretty good. That's good. That's good. So we totally haven't spent like an hour and a half losing our mind laughing our butts um, off trying to <laughs> trying to start this episode. <laughs> We, we were trying so hard to start it, but we just couldn't because we just kept saying stupid things. Some was... really stupid things. Oh, gosh. We may not have just got done crying because I was laughing too hard. Anyway, what are we talking yeah. about today, bro? What are we talking about? Uh, we're talking about Moon Knight Episode 2. Moon Knight Episode 2, titled, This is the Second Moon Knight Episode. That's what it's titled, right? That's what it's, that's what it's titled? That is what it is titled. I'm looking at it huh, right now. Interesting. It, I, thought it, I thought it was called Summon the Suit. It was totally called... Oh, wait. No, you're actually looking at it, aren't you? No. Are you that sure? That was memory. Yeah, that was memory. Darn you. So anyway... <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it's called Summon the Suit, apparently. And, it um, is. Yeah, so this this episode picks up. Uh, we're just gonna get right into it. So, and in this episode, what we're gonna do is we're just gonna kind of talk about it and have a really cool conversation about how ridiculous this show is, and by ridiculous, we mean just totally awesome. And yeah, so it's kind of backpacking off of what what we talked about and the way we did last episode. So, yeah, there was talk about for this one. Uh, I'm not sure how much compared to the first episode, but like. This was also a really good one. Oh, for sure. I actually don't know if I like this one more or the first one more. I'm kind of... It, it feels just... I don't even know if it's fair to compare. Because yeah, here's the work. thing. Yeah, the first episode is sort of like in, kind of an introductory to uh, the, I guess, system that they have for Moon Knight. Mm -hmm. Where they introduce this innocent character and he has no idea what's going on with his alternate personality we're just learning about all of this as he goes along and discovers it for himself. This one gives you more of uh, more of the insight required to understand the world around this character. I agree. I agree. And you know, what's interesting is, you know, we pick up with, um, with Stephen Grant actually waking up in his apartment. So this follows the events of the end of the last episode in terms of he turns into Moon Knight and, you know, he gives into Mark Spector who dons the Moon Knight suit and, you know, goes in and fights this jackal. So at the very end of the last episode, it's kind of where it left off. So we pick up right at, at the beginning uh, or right, at, right, right after that. And so Steven wakes up and he's like, whoa, you know, and so he wakes up and he's like, okay, it was all a dream again. What's going on with me? And he goes to work and he realizes no no it wasn't a dream and there's like so much damage on the inside of the museum and so he goes in and he's looking around and he's like okay um you know let, let's watch the security cameras so he goes and he watches the security cameras with the with the, uh, with the guard and he realizes something really interesting that all the footage is is of him running around and looking like a mad like drugged up drunk crazy guy under the influence i mean he's running around we know he's running from a jackal but he's just running around like a madman and yeah, 
thing. He's he's obviously running from a threat. If you've seen the first episode, you know that there is a threat there. He was attacked. But nothing shows up on the security footage. So, like, what's going on there? Is is it just not possible to see that yeah. through scenes? What's interesting is when we get later into the episode, um, the girl, like, Lila, so he meets Lila, but what's interesting is she smashes, like, a bottle of, of alcohol or whatever over the, a jackal's head, and you can see the liquid actually dropping off of the jackal. So what I'm wondering here is, is it whoever is, like, influenced by Conchu can see these things? Because clearly these things can run around and presumably they can kill you, right? So it's like... Same. Or I would assume it is, uh, that it's any uh, character that is under the influence of uh, any of these like gods or goddesses that are like combating each other. You know, that's like fair. Arthur can probably see it because of future events in the episode. Mm-hmm. He's a sort of Amit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Steve and Mark can obviously see them because they're serving under Conchu and they're fighting these threats. But no one else can see them, probably because they are not, um, they are not serving these Egyptian uh, characters. You know. Yeah. You know what intrigues me about that? Now that you say that, I'm wondering how many more because I think that we established in like the last episode that there's like nine um, gods of like a dyad or whatever. You know what I'm trying to say? Like the 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 poster had like nine gods on it or whatever. You know, you know what I mean? When I, ugh, I can't speak English. You know what I'm talking You're, about? Like, it had the nine... I didn't see that poster before, but... He holds I, it up when he's doing, like, inventory to his boss, and he goes, there's only seven, but there's actually nine. Right! Okay. Yeah, so, so, yeah. What so what I'm getting at is, I wonder if they're going to do maybe, like, episode one, or no, season one is Kanchu, season two is another god, or if they're going to bring in another god, if it's not too much, you know? Like, Ahmad, and then they bring in, like, I know Anubis is not a good example, but let's just say, like, Anubis is season two, and then season three, or do you think that they would bring in something, like, a smaller... With respect to the gods of, you know, this franchise, do you think they're going to bring in somebody smaller? Do you, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's hard to explain. I think I know what you're getting at. I would assume that uh, whatever direction they're taking, they're probably going to introduce these uh, um, mythological um, entities over time. That's fair. Because, like, doing two or three at once in one season is really, you know, it's already a headache-inducing show. For some we ways. already know the main two. Mm-hmm. That would be Amit and Kanchu. So And there's probably more to come into play, but we won't see them yet until... I don't know, maybe a few episodes later they'll start being introduced. I agree. Well, and then, what is it? We So, if we go back to the episode, um, what do you... Did you make any notes about... So, he gets fired from his job, right? And they're like, yeah, you kind of destroyed some stuff. And you just definitely ruined the, the bathroom. Because he fought the jackal in the bathroom, right? In the, in the end of the last episode. So, he loses his job and he has these keys and the phone in his um, jacket, right? So he goes and he decides, okay, well, if I don't have a job anymore, might as well go ahead and I don't have anywhere to be. Let's go figure out where this storage unit is. So he goes to a bunch of different storage buildings or whatever, and he gets to one in particular, and the guy's like, oh, Mark. 
And and Steven's like, uh-huh, um, yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, the so, guy recognized him um, as Mark. Yeah. And, quote-unquote, I never forget a face. Exactly. So what were your thoughts, Matt, um, like, going into this and seeing this this build? So I love the, the suspense factor that they added, because anything could be behind that door, right? But... And like I said, I hate to, I'm not going to say I told you so, because I hate when people say that. But <laughs> No, you don't have but, to say I told you so, because I, I kind of took your word for it, because you're pretty good at, <laughs> you're pretty good at telling this stuff. I know a thing or two about storytelling. Yeah, yeah, you, you definitely, you've been at this way so, longer. This is your profession. Well, yeah, well, for the most part, yeah, in some ways. But what did, what was your reaction when you saw that, because I wasn't expecting a military compound-esque type of, you know, storage unit. I was expecting more of, like, this is his hangout. And it was. I mean, I guess in some way, I kind of did actually expect that. Because even though I don't really know much about Mark Spector, um, you can really go off of what you've seen from the first episode. But you got to think, in the first episode, when Steve uh, Grant is blacking out and all of a sudden these guys that are assailing him are down on the ground dead, this guy's got military experience. And that's most likely he's got skill. Yeah, and that leads me to one of my one of my bigger points, by the way. And I know I'm kind of going everywhere with this, but I kind of want to add on points as we go. I don't want these points to come off as an afterthought. One of my questions is, where do we think that Mark Spector came from? And the reason I ask you that is because later in the episode, it's revealed like he works. He made a deal with Kanshu, and. It was more so like, hey, I'll be vengeance for you, and I will, I will help you in exchange for you know freedom or whatever. And so, I'm yeah, wondering, it, did it, it, these um these Egyptian characters, uh, Kanchu, Ahmed, they choose champions to go out and fight for them. You know what uh, I wonder, actually, they cannot directly interfere with the physical realm. Yeah, you know what I wonder. I wonder if Mark Spector died (laughs) and he you know they kind of had like a selection of champions and Kanshu said I will bring you back if you do my bidding possibly I mean this is just theory crafting here yeah but yeah that is that is an idea I mean it could be that Stephen Grant is has DID but I'm wondering, and for those of you that don't know, it's dissociative identity disorder. So, I'm wondering, was he always like this, or what's you know what I'm trying to say? Like what what where? Yeah, I, I guess more so. When did the whole like thing start where he chains himself to the bed and creates that uh, salt circle of sand, mm-hmm. as I so graciously put it in <laughs> the first episode? It's a sand circle of salt that's actually sand, but it's actually sand, something like that. Yeah, so, all preventative measures to uh, to like make sure that he's not like getting up and walking away mm-hmm. for sure, mm-hmm. but. Well, yeah. what, what I'm wondering is, so we we see that he has all this stuff, right? And we didn't really get it wasn't explained to us what happened to the what came of the scarab until we get to Mark's holdout or whatever it's called, right? His little bunker, um, so to speak. Yeah. And, and what intrigued me was he has all this money, 
he has like a desert eagle or a glock or something tucked away in this gym bag with all the money and he also has the scarab so clearly mark specter is going places as we saw in the first episode he was like um obviously he's like an assassin or like a hitman or something in in his old life exactly or whatever's going on and one of the things that really sticks out is and i put it here steven is more afraid to let mark in like switch like give him control uh after the events of episode one and oh yeah so it it, and it's really reasonable honestly because it's understandable because he's he's just trying to be a good citizen he sees all the stuff that mark specter has done he's killed people he's done horrible things in his in his life he doesn't want to let that um be unleashed upon the world so that's why he denies mark uh control over the body for so long and it's, it's like watching two people like fight each other for control. And so what we're going to get, I think, in, you know, episode three or four is going to be a lot more. They're going to. And I mean, I kind of read a little, like the next episode's little bio thing. And it's like a supernatural threat. And they have to figure out how to. But we'll get into that here in a little bit. I thought that the bunker was a really interesting way to introduce Mark Spector's character in terms of like existing as a whole separate character because we, we established him as a whole separate character in the first episode, but we really got a good look at who he might be. And we are able to kind of, we're still being left to piece these, these clues together from there. He meets Layla but that comes right after one of the cooler scenes, I think, in the show so far. He run, he walks out of the... Well, he effectively runs out of the bunker, right? Because he's like, I'm not going to let you, Mark Spector, screw up my life. So he Mark runs. Mark finds the, uh, the bag of like all this uh, illegal um, contraband. And uh, while he's fighting, he, he doesn't want any of it to spread. So he's like, I'm going to take this, I'm going to report it to the police and I'm going to get my life back together because I am not letting you do anything. So as soon as he uh, gets out of that storage unit, then things start turning to a little bit of uh, horror, you know, it's more, kind of like the elevator scene. Yeah. Well, it's more of like, like a, well, yeah, pretty much. And I mean, I, I was, we were talking earlier before we hit record and it really kind of puts you in mind of the sort like supermarket, um, scene from Nightmare on Elm Street because the lights start to flicker and so when the lights come on Conchie's there then they go off and they come back on and he's not then they go off and they come back on and he is and then they go and, you know and it's kind of like that pattern so Steven runs like any reasonable person would clearly and and so he's running around and Conchu just kind of cuts him off and he goes you know give me that bag back boy or whatever and so he finds himself outside. Steven finds himself outside, and he runs into Layla, who's off the who come who was on the phone from the first episode. And what did you what did you think of that character? I thought she was really interesting, um, and I love just like the way that she's kind of like us because you, you you look at this you look at this show, and even in like a later scene where it's how do I put this. So the security footage shows Mark Spector walking from the bathroom, and we know it's Mark Spector just based on. And, and Oscar Isaac was a perfect, I think, cast decision right. for for just, for this character. Yeah. He he because because he has to play two characters at once, and yeah. you can see he, through his Oscar Isaac's face that it's a different character. 
and, and it's so perfectly, I think, written because you, you have to write it a certain way because otherwise you're going to confuse the heck out of people. So we know it's Mark that walked out of the bathroom and got Steven back into bed or whatever, but what did you think of Layla kind of coming and being introduced officially into the show and kind of the confusing end that she has to go through and deciphering who Steven is from Mark and Mark from Steven? I mean, her confusion and everything is is very, very understandable because here is Steve Grant in what she assumes is actually Mark Spector. And nothing he's saying is making sense at all. It's like, no, my name is Steve Grant. This accent is not just a fake. I'm not putting up an act or anything. I can prove you. Just bring me home. And I will show you. Th this is not what you think. Um, Layla, as a character in in this, is you got a train going on I... back there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, it. it's all good. For those of you that are wondering, he, he we have we have trains in our area. So I mean, he lives Matt lives in a different part of the area than i do but he's got a train near his house so if i, if, do, I if do anybody apologize for that oh no you're good i'm just gonna say this if anybody hears it yes we know but we're playing the game with cards we're dealt so we're doing the best we can yeah hopefully hopefully we'll have better circumstances to record this probably in person mm -hmm. oh we will we will <laughs> That'd be great but um yeah so layla is a character um it, this it's just I don't know. It's just really interesting to uh, to see this uh, side of Mark's story come out. I agree. Because it is revealed that Layla is Mark Spector's wife. And, and it's interesting because she's like, here's the divorce papers when they get back to Stephen's flat. And Stephen's like, divorce papers because they you know they've had a little bit of time to kind of have some small talk right on the way to the flat and then of course she goes into the flat and she's like oh look mark you're you're learning different languages and steven's like i'm not mark i promise you know and she's like uh-huh i'm sure you're not so anyway and so she really starts to 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 put things together i think her first um her her first kind of clue is that she th or conclusion really is that Mark Spector is putting off a character because perhaps he got hit too hard in the head or he has some sort of an injury or something and so he can't remember then she starts to really get to know Steven and understand that and it's later that she finally thinks and, and, and realizes oh he's not he's not playing this is really a problem and so that's one of the things I liked and you know, she, she gets that scarab. So we, we, we see that the scarab is with um, with with Stephen, and it's in that gym bag. And so he, he brought it, obviously, he, he brings it home. So she, she finds that the scarab is in there. She grabs it, and she looks at it. And it's revealed that while we're in the bunker, as I'm going to refer to it, uh, it's a compass, and it leads to the resting place or where Ahmad was. I believe it's Ahmad, right? Ahmad, 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 Ahmad. It's Ahmed. Ahmed. Ahmed, yeah. Thank you. So it's revealed where Ahmet has been trapped. Now, what I'm wondering is, is Ahmet in a, how do I, 
is it's, Amit... uh, it's the tomb of Amit, so I assume Amit is dead. Okay, because what I was thinking was, is Amit like actually trapped somewhere? Because no. for all intents and purposes, these gods are like it, it's very complex. I think, and it's it's kind of complicated because Stephen and Mark can see Khonshu, Arthur has seen Khonshu. We'll explain that in a minute, and then Amit, I believe. Arthur can speak to Khonshu, but like nobody else can just see Khonshu walking down the street, right? It's only certain people that I think he deems worthy. Would 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 that be safe to say? Perhaps. Yeah, I um like I said earlier, I believe it's only the champions of uh Amit and uh Khonshu or whoever else potentially in the future can actually see uh, the other world, as they want to call it, I guess. I don't know. That's fair. That's fair. So from that point, when Layla discovers the scarab and go, uh, uh, freaks out, oh, this is the thing that we were searching for our entire life. I mean, I guess I, that entire engagement itself that was really interesting because oh, yeah. Um, yeah. while Steve is trying to explain what was going on, there's Mark in the back you know, background being called a twit by Steve. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's yeah. pretty much going, Steven, Steven stop not it. Like Mark. Stop it, Steven. You're ruining but, things. Stop it. And Steven's like, frick off. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do this. But, but yeah, you can start to put together that Mark um, probably put those divorce papers together somewhat to protect her. I because agree. when Steve finally um, like hears those final words of Mark and stops, he's saying that Revealing that scarab to her would put her in danger. Or get her killed. He's like, you're going to be responsible killed, yeah. for, for, for getting her killed. And, and so Stephen tries to change the subject. And that's when she finds the scarab. Yeah. Uh, from there. She is really pushy. <laughs> oh, she she is. She she wants she wants to know what's going on. And she will find out. I just dropped my pencil. For sure. She like, wants to find out what's going on. And nothing will stop her. She kind of has the uh, the right to know what's going on, but at the same time, it did put her in harm's way. It did, but I think when when it all com- push comes to shove, everybody uh, yeah. that you know has ever loved somebody is going to probably argue, oh, if it's for the power of love, then you know whatever. For the power of love. The power of love. Dun dun <laughs> dun 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 dun. Anyway. <laughs> totally not going to clip that out so uh yeah so i think but i think that anybody that that has ever been in a relationship will tell you like if it's to keep each other safe and it comes to like the whole love thing it's it's very complex and so that's that's fair but she's like no i i want to know what's going on so she finds the scarab she's like you're going to keep this for yourself and steven's like i have no idea what you're talking about. I really don't. I'm completely lost. And we kind of are too. And I, and and that's one of the things I loved about this episode, by the way, we're still finding things out as Steven is right. So we're, we, we haven't really been really been given like any information that Steven doesn't know. If that makes sense. As Steve's investigating this, we're kind of investigating it ourselves. Exactly. Like third eye in the whole scene. Uh, we have a little more like insight to what happens because you know it, it's a film. We'll have um, we'll have show, these yeah. scenes of, like other things that happen. So putting that together with previous events, it's like we can do our own kind of investigation. Exactly. So these police officers come in, and 
And I don't know about you, but I think right off the bat, I was like, no, these... these My first question are... was, do you even have a warrant? Yeah, because I was like... Because it was really weird with their behavior. Yeah, I was like, these these are not police officers. But Why didn't be, Steve question that? I would be really interested to see if they were police officers, what what would have happened. But I was like, these are not these are not cops. So no. they, they barge in and they're like, is anybody else here with you? You know, doing trying trying to pull off police officers the best they can. But it's kind of obvious. Yeah. And it, they, it they, was a little too coincidental it really that was. as soon as the scarab was revealed to her, they come knocking on the door. Do you think that the scarab lets because it's a, a compass to Amit, do you think it sends out like a signal of sorts to Arthur and his people? It's very possible because it is a supernatural item. Because one would think with the tattoo or something, it gives them some sort of like a, dare I say, like a... Like a, like a, like a, like a like some sort of sense. paranormal... Yeah. Uh, kind of... Like yeah. a sixth sense a to, paranormal to detect it. Like a mental... Like a mental metal detector, if you will. <laughs> you know what I mean? I guess. What? Actually, what would the word be? Paranormal? Paracausal? Either way. So, yeah, some sort of I mental... But anyhow, they they take him and she she hit on the roof like an absolute you know legend. So so she um you know she she tracks him down however she does. But I mean she's she's Lila, so we'll give her a pass because clearly she's that cool character. They, they it's not really that important. I don't think how she tracks him down. I mean she tracked him down initially anyhow. But and it, like the first way she found him was she tracked his phone when she when yeah. he turned it on. So it's kind of presumed that hey he still has the phone on him or whatever um anyhow so they take him to arthur's as i like to call it a um his compound and arthur is like you know talking to steven and he's like okay we wanted to make sure it was you first steven grant because when we tried to do this with mark last time it didn't go so well so you are steven and we know you're steven so steven come with us and steven's like i'm gonna give control to mark and he's like no 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 hang on before you do that Let's have a chat. And it seems like, all right, fine. So Khonshu is revealed. And Khonshu <laughs> is ticked. So what does he do, man? What does he do? Break his windpipes! <laughs> Pretty much. He's speaking to Steve. He's like, break his windpipes. Just snap his neck like a twig. Right? And, and he starts, like, blowing wind all over the place. And Arthur's looking around like, Conchu, you bloody little baby, frick off. And Steve's freaking out. He's like, ah, just relax. This is the only thing that he can really do in this physical plane. He he doesn't he's have much power. Here. Yeah, he just throws a conniption with wind and stuff. Which he's... that's why he needs a champion to do stuff for him. Exactly. So he can't do the dirty work. So what was your thoughts on this on this compound? I want I want to hear what your thought on this compound. Oh, it's a beautiful place for sure. I agree. Like, there, there was a huge community there. It's a nice place. Everyone's so friendly. <laughs> a little too friendly for my taste. I don't like it. It's friendly, horrible. Friendly at first. It's yeah. It's it's disgusting. It's disgusting. How People are, they are not that close. People are not that nice in this world. Ne- never. This is, no. This is the real world. Okay. Every day is Grand Theft Auto Five. All right. Look. I get that Arthur's <laughs> trying to create heaven on Earth, but this is like some uncanny valley kind of. <laughs> stuff thanks for this tomato polyvoo it- francais uh-huh. <laughs> and i'm like excuse me he's like we try to teach our people three different languages here i'm like bro what the freak is this what kind of insanity 
So they, the somewhat like uh, kind of nerd in me was actually kind of happy when they were speaking Mandarin. Uh, I don't blame you. Know me. Mandarin Chinese. I don't blame. You. Yeah, it, it's just kind of nice to to actually see that. Pretty much the entire conversation that Arthur and Steve were having was uh, Arthur is just trying to, I guess, explain things a little more. This is this is where you start getting more of the story like the overall general idea of what's going on like the, um, like the villain's motive which is really important yeah the vil- the villain's motive and a little bit of insight on who Kanshu is too as well as Amit i w- i was more so focused on the whole Kanshu aspect of it but um it was just interesting to find out that Arthur pretty much knew exactly what Kanshu was trying to say to Steve. Uh, at one point, Steve asks, can you hear him? But Arthur says, no, but I used to be a previous avatar of Kanshu, meaning I used to work for him. And it's but I broke up and now I'm married to Ahmed. <laughs> I broke up. Okay, look, we filed a divorce. Looks like Mark Spector's trying to do with his girl. <laughs> we filed for <laughs> divorce. Okay, I told him to go pack his things and get the frick out. But it was really interesting because everything that 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 Conchu was saying, Arthur was like, so he's probably saying this, isn't he? And Stephen's looking at him yeah. like. Yeah, and so so a few moments later, Conchu says something. He goes, "He's probably wants you to kill me, doesn't he?" And, and Stephen's like, "Yeah," and then and then Arthur's like, "So he's telling you that I'm an evil jerk and not to believe a word I say, right?" And Stephen's like, "Yeah, yeah, uh, can are you hearing him? What? <laughs> How do you know this?" And so that's when he yeah that's when he reveals yeah that. that's when it's revealed that Arthur used to be a former avatar of Kanchu. What intrigues me is, did Arthur have an alternate persona? Because you, awesome. you think you think about it when when it comes down to Mark Spector, Mark Spector and 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 Stephen Grant are almost one they're not, not they're completely different but they're trapped in the same body and then there's Kanchi that speaks to mark and steven so what i would wonder is is there a third part to this this triangle with arthur and do we think we're going to actually see that because it could just so happen to be that he's so in touch with his third like third like set his other half so to speak you know so you have the top is amit then you have Arthur, and then you have this alternate, right? I'm wondering, is he so in touch with his alternate? Because as Steven's getting up, he's like, give me the scarab. You know, kind of like episode one. Give me the scarab, come on. I just want the scarab. Give it, give give me the freaking scarab. And Steven's like, bro, I really don't have it this time. I mean, it. like, seriously, I promise you, I don't have it. And so he's like, uh-huh. So Layla comes in, and she's like, but I do. And so he's like, give me the scarab. You, you were trying to make heaven on earth. Give me the scarab. And she's like, hmm. And so she looks at Steven and goes, do, do the thing, Mark. And, and Mark's like, what, what thing? And she's like, put on the suit. And he's like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about, but okay. So could so, we, uh, could we actually rewind a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, we could, if you want. Yeah. Let, let's rewind a little bit back to the conversation with, uh, Stephen Grant. This is like just before, uh, the revelation, uh, that Layla gives to Arthur that she has to scare. Mm-hmm. Um, the motives 
of Arthur to support Amit. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a very important thing. Yeah, that was that was a big thing. That um, yeah, they want to basically eliminate all evil before it has the chance to uh, surface its ugly face. But the problem in doing so, and this is what Steve Grant points out. But wait, wait, wait what about what about like children or something? Like, are you guys do this whole judgment thing to them too? Um, it, and he. I don't remember exactly how he put it, but it was very well worded, like how Amit actually functions, like pre-evil or something. In this sense, Arthur's like, Amit and I, we're going to, Amit's going to stop all the villains, you know, or everybody from committing evil, right? So effectively, his whole plan is to purify the earth. And doing that is going to require sacrifices, right? So what better way to do that than to stop crime? And so that's what he, do, what he does. He justifies to Stephen Grant, hey, perf- you know, certain things in this world are worth sacrificing for, right? And in that same sense, there has to be a sacrifice made to bring, you know, heaven to earth, which is a very interesting point and he's very valid in what he says from his perspective. I can't understand what Arthur wants to do. Mm. It's in some way a noble cause. He wants to eliminate evil. But I'll be honest, I don't think this is actually accomplishing that. I I feel like maybe all of this is just Amit acting under selfish... uh, Through through him under selfish reasons i agree because you get you get these two sides even like in injustice like you have here where it's batman's like you you can't just stop crime before it happens because what you're doing is you're ruining people's free will you're not giving them the choice of between what's right and what's wrong and in the same way here it's amit's not allowing people to perhaps you know it's not how do i put this in a way that's not going to get us demonetized <laughs> I'd I'd say that uh, Amit is trying to eliminate or eliminate those that oppose her, her, her. Yeah, I think it's her. Like the thought of doing an act of evil is there, even though that act of evil may never happen. Exactly, and that's what Stephen says. Is you know, there's always the thought, but it's not like I'm going to just go and do something. You know, it, it it's. You know, it's it's ridiculous what you're trying to do. And Arthur's like, that may be, but this is what I believe in. After that whole uh, conversation that Steve and Arthur have, then Layla comes in. I have this scarab. No, <laughs> I, I have, have scarab. the scarab. <laughs> it's yeah. mine. No, give it back. It's mine. And they just start <laughs> arguing, throwing fists at each other in the middle of the... Said, it's my room. turn on the scarab. <laughs> it's my turn to hold it for five minutes. You have that. You've had four hours. What gives? <laughs> so, yeah, the scarab is revealed in Layla's hands and they start getting surrounded by all of Arthur's goons. Um, Layla's like, some of the suit. Uh, Steve just has no idea what's going on um they like just a whole moment of confusion until eventually they start running now layla had a problem by the way if i may jump in i had a problem so i was watching this and i've only seen this episode once but i had a problem you remember how they were surrounding them 
if they were completely surrounding Lila and Steven, how is it that they got to the stairs? You know? True. But so, we're not going to question that. It's film logic. Yeah, I was going to say. But we're, we're, we, we won't worry about that. The main- <laughs> but, I was like, but I was like, how, if you're surrounding them, how in the world? <laughs> he didn't black out. But go ahead. Whoa, that's my phone. Yeah, but also Layla is kind of uh, kind of good at what she does. She'll she'll kick their. Oh butts. yeah, she did. She did kick that guy like off the stairs. So to yeah, be fair, they probably ran up the stairs, and she's like, "Bang, bang, bang! He's out. Okay, let's go." <laughs> but anyway, so just like okay, that was awesome. <laughs> he was. He was. Arthur is doing some magic little stuff. Uh, <laughs> a lot of glowy stuff happening out there. Um. Purple glowy stuff. And that is revealed how the jackal comes out. He crawls through, like, the, the floor. So Yeah, it comes through a portal on the floor after Arthur uses the staff. And does some purple magic-y stuff. And waves his hand around. <laughs> like a crazy madman. He looked at he looked at um, Stephen when they were talking. He goes, do you know what this is? And Stephen's like, mate, it's a, it's a bloody cane. And he's like, yeah, but it's... But- uh, what you used to smash that glass and walk on... <laughs> <laughs> you freaking idiot, you dummy. <laughs> hey, I can still hear those glass shards moving around. How many more glasses have you smashed up, you idiot? Oh, there's another shard on the floor that slipped right between the, uh, the holes in the sandals. He finishes. <laughs> you okay there? Do you, uh, fin- do you need a bandage? You need, uh, I don't know. <laughs> he finishes his drink as they're talking. And he's like, yes, and Amit is going to... <laughs> And Steven's like jumps, looks over, he goes, Wait, hold on. Wait, wait, what did you just do there? Oh my gosh. What that glass come from? <laughs> and he smashed it. I dropped my phone again. What did you do there? And, 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 right, right. and Arthur's looking at him <laughs> going, Yeah, uh huh. Uh, don't worry about that. And he just starts <laughs> scraping it all into his shoes. And he's like, Wait, what, what, what are you doing? And Arthur's like, Ah, don't worry about it. What were you saying? No, uh, what, I want to know why you're scraping glass shards in your, <laughs> your shoes like an idiot, like a madman. He's like, Oh, don't worry about it. I'm just, I'm, I'm doing me, bro. You do you. <laughs> what were you saying about the Steven Steven finishes his glass of water and picks it up and just slams it on the floor. Starts sweeping it into his shoes. Hey, hey, what kids? I wasn't done. So anyway, go ahead. Uh, Yeah. Back on topic, though. Yes. Steven and Layla run into this room and uh, lock themselves away. And finally, after enough pressure, he summons the suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you don't see it immediately, but you know there's like a whole bunch of crashing as uh, the doors break open. Uh, Steve is launched out the window, and you, you see him. He's like breaking his back and everything as he falls <laughs> down, kind of like someone who who just failed to jump and getting over it. Like Spider Man Two when <laughs> or yeah, yeah, Spider Man. <laughs> oh well. my back! Except we didn't like, get the best. I, my back scene. You can't top the oh my back, <laughs> my back from Spider-Man Two. But you can try. What is it with yeah. superheroes falling off of high buildings and like breaking their backs anyway? Only when they're amateurs. Like Batman. What the frick? <laughs> the Batman Spider-Man Two. So yeah, Steve. Um, Steve goes crashing down. Does the usual three-point landing. 
not the most graceful of landings, though. I give it probably about a four out of ten. I guess. But we see the suit. But it's not the same as the no. last episode. It's a completely new suit. But at Dude. least he looks kind of kind of good, nice and crisp. He really kind of does. He looks like yeah. me when I'm about to go, you know, to a really special event, like a wedding or or, or something like that. You know? Yeah, he he, he I mean, looks dressed up. I mean, maybe maybe not with the glowing eyes, though. I'll take the glowy eyes yeah. if, you, if you want to give them to me. I mean, I'm like glowy contacts, glow in the dark contacts. I walk into I a actually, dark room. Mom, dad, look at me in the eyes. You can see my eyes now because I'm wearing glowing eye contacts and I'm wearing a white suit and I look cool. So don't tell me you can't see me in this dark room, okay? I'm right here, okay? All right? (laughs) Dang. I actually am curious about your opinions on this part of this suit because, like, it kind of has that whole, like, the eyes or the eyelids move as well as he, like, does so i did not see the okay so his eyes his eyes kind of move it's almost like the similar thing to what they do with spider-man right in terms yeah of like the that's eyes. exactly okay. what i was thinking okay. of so so here's what i love about this suit this suit okay is called the mr knight suit at least that's the one one of the songs that i used for a promotional material on our instagram um you know mr knight and so that that's what it's called mr knight and it looks so freaking good. I honestly, I hope this suit comes back because it feels like it's Steven that... Now, what I was wondering was, is the, isn't the scarab like the source of the power? But it's not, which now makes me wonder, how is he able to summon the suit? And then it's, well, it's Khonshu, and Khonshu is able to, you know, help them. So it's like, okay, well, that kind of answers this question. I think the suit is a reflection on who's in control. So it seems like when she said suit and he looks at, at, at Lila and he goes, well, you said summon the suit. Well, this is a suit. Well, it's a, it's a tux. Like it's, it's a, it's, it's not a tux, but it's a a really nice looking suit. Yeah. It's like a three piece suit. Exactly. And she's like, no, not that suit. You moron. (laughs) Not that suit. You idiot. And he goes, Oh, Oh, the other suit. Oh, but he doesn't change because once again, as we established earlier, he's n- more paranoid and he's more afraid to let Mark in because he thinks Mark's a trained killer. So he goes and he fights this jackal, right? And he punches this jackal and I mean, he really knocks it off its feet. Like, he yeah, really... for once in his life, he actually did something cool. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, so it seems like it's Steven that is Mr. Knight, right? So he's, this is the Steven aspect of Moon Knight, if we, if we will, right? So what really, what I really loved was I, I loved how they did the, it felt like, have you ever seen the movie The Invisible Man? The um 2020 movie, I want to say, was it? With, um I think it's Emily Blunt. I've not seen many movies. I've never seen this. It's one. all good. If you haven't, you w- you wouldn't be the only person that hasn't seen it. They, I'm o- yeah, I'm only just starting to get into the whole film scene because yeah. you dragged me along. <laughs> I did. I made you come on the show, man. I'm just you forced no, me into this. I, you forced my hand. No, but he. I I love that suit. And so when he gives um when he gives Mark control. 
the actual Moon Knight suit comes on, right? And so we get our first fight sequence. What I loved was how the symbol of the Moon of, of Moon Knight, Moon Knight's chest piece, is actually his weapons, right? So he has these fist weapons, right? They're like yeah, moon I love that. fist weapons, okay? And it's ridiculous how cool that is. And so it, it's all part yeah. of his costume. You know, it's giving me the Batman vibes in terms of the, the, the battering is in the is the bat symbol. But anyway, so he gets on top of, he climbs this building, he gets on this roof, they go on a chase scene, he jumps over a street, which by the way is ridiculous how far he jumps, but he, he's running and so he, he gets this jackal to land on a spike, right? So he jumps and he tricks the, he gets the jackal to jump and follow him, but it, but he picks it up somehow and he slams it through the spike, right? It's back through the spike. Now... I absolutely love this fight scene, but I don't think it's the fight scene. It's it's one of those cases where it's like, don't give the people everything just yet. You know what I mean? Tease the palette a little bit, if you will. Tease people a little. So in the first episode, we got a little look at Moon Knight, right? In the second episode, we actually got like a chase scene, an actual, you know, scene. Like a chunk of Moon Knight. What I want to see in episode three is an actual fight scene. Him against somebody that's almost as skilled, you know? I want to see a hand-to-hand type of combat, if if you will. And that's really going to be what kind of helps, I think, to demonstrate some of his skill, right? So we get... We'll likely get that soon enough. We, we will. I mean, it's only a matter of time. We know it's coming. Yeah. But I don't think we have enough to kind of say, okay, Moon Knight is a, you know, skilled fighter similar to... Steve Rogers. One you know side of I mean? Moon Knight is a skilled fighter. The other one's just a fool. <laughs> just a guy running around going, oh, oh, gosh. Oh, no. If I may, actually. I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, before the whole thing where uh, Mark takes over and um, runs off to, uh, you know, separate the jackal from the public. Uh, there, there was um, there was Layla there, too. She was uh, fighting alongside like she didn't uh, she was um, curious at first or not really curious. She was confused because uh, Steve is screaming jackal jackal. There's a jackal here. <laughs> and everyone's looking at him like see anything. What? A what? Where? Yeah. What? So this is when um, this brings us uh Back to what we were talking about earlier. Would she? Yeah. Where these uh, like entities are physical things in the world, but no one can actually see them unless they are a champion. Yeah. Of uh, like Kanchu. It's interesting because you you really don't know where they are, and like I was saying, it gives you this invisible man they can be type. All over. By, exactly. Well. <laughs> I don't know if I want to say this. I, you know what <laughs> I'm gonna do? I'm gonna, I'm, go- you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna get you the, um, the Moon Knight comic that I, I'm talking about. Please do, because it's just, it's ridiculous. Like, y- you will see, you will read this, and you're just gonna be like, dude, wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? This is so because it's so similar to the show. It, we're, we're for those of you that that have kept this up stuff with is this crazy. Yeah, yeah I, I want to see more. It's it's all new, all different Marvel, the Moon Knight run, I believe, from twenty. 15 2018 and he's actually in an asylum which um <clears throat> totally doesn't come back to to the show at in any way 
But any, <laughs> but anyhow, um, so you get a bit of that vibe where they could be anywhere and everywhere, and and it's really interesting because it's not until Stephen puts on that mask, similar to the comic, where he's like, oh wait, and then he takes it off and there's nothing there, you know, and so I think he still sees the jackal because there's a moment where he actually has the mask off and he looks, he's looking into this bus like window and at his reflection where Mark is and Mark's like, dude, you really need to give me control because this whole episode, he's like, let me in, let me, let me, let me do something. Let me do, you know, give me control. And, and Steven's like, no. So he finally accepts that he needs Mark and he gives in. He lets Mark have control. And, then we get the Moon Knight suit and the whole Jackal scene. And it's really interesting to see Mark established as this, you know, fighter a little more in this episode. What I also almost forgot to mention was that something happens with the Scarab. It's unfortunate, but after the whole thing where Mark finally leads the Jackal towards its ultimate doom being pierced, <laughs> oh my god i gotta go back to that scene by the way and like screen cap that as a wallpaper dude it's that nuts. was a cool shot dude this this everything with moon knight in it in this episode was nuts mr knight yeah oh just my. Oh, oh my goodness mr knight and moon knight i would argue can almost be put on the same playing field it's just it's so cool and and i would i want to i i'm so excited to see how they how they establish mr knight from moon knight because like i said Mr. Knight is the Stephen Grant Moon Knight persona, right? And so it's Stephen Grant with the powers, presumably, of Moon Knight. He's not as skilled of a fighter, but he has the abilities, like the strength or whatever. Moon Knight is Mark Spector, who, you know, is is the skilled... I'm going to use air quotes when I say skilled combatant because we technically still haven't seen an official fight scene, you know, as of this episode. But you, you were saying, though, that... Arthur. Yeah. So after after that whole scene where Moon Knight kills the Jackal, um, now Mark obviously is in control. But that little like whatever that structure is in the middle that has mirrors on it. Now Steve Grant gets a little taste of what it's actually like in the mirror. World. Well, I was gonna say before that happens. Yeah. Arthur. It, he starts looking for this. this so Mark look, comes back, right? He comes back, right? Yeah, and, and he I, like, yeah, I got he, things. He takes the suit off, right? Like the suit goes off. He he's feeling around his pockets. He's like, oh my gosh, yeah, my Mark gosh, wait, is wait, freaking what? out. Yeah, yeah. So so Mark is freaking out as he's searching for the scarab, but he cannot find it. It was dropped somewhere, mm-hmm. and so it cuts to uh, Layla who's watching. There, uh, there's there's this old man that picks it up. Like a hobo or whatever. Yeah, like a hobo or something. Arthur goes up to that man and says, I'm sorry, you cannot have this. I can, I can offer you food, I can offer you clothing, but I cannot offer you this. So, he gets the scarab, but I, I don't he- understand entirely, because you know how previously when judgment is usually uh, passed, like he does his little thing, he has yeah, the, the cane, cane thing. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen here, which is peculiar. That, yeah, because I think that honestly, if I had to guess, I would almost say that it's a fake out, or that he's able to control it, because I think he's using the judgment cane as as like you know as a judgment. But I think he can also just take lives. Could be a magician's trick, yeah. Because, really, 
I think it's Ahmed that that gives the judgment and then he kills or takes out. So what I would be interested to see is, you know, what does this really mean then? Like, what's the bigger picture? Is he just putting on a front for these people to not scare him as much so he can just kind of, you know, even out his population? Or is he actually judging these people? Because like you said, he didn't do it. So, so it raises more questions of, is this really a front or is he actually judging people with, you know, letting Amit or whoever, whatever, be the judge? We, of course, didn't see the uh, the scales as he did this either. So it is no. possible at that moment that Amit was uh, doing some stuff and mm-hmm. it was, quote unquote, revealed that they would commit some sort of evil. By the way, speaking of scales, remember when they were in the police car and, and Mark's like, telling you know yeah steven you saw the scales on the cop before steven realizes it and it's like wait hold on and then steven realizes it. he's like oh so i was like okay so i I like that little touch i didn't catch that at first but i'm sure if i went back you would be able to see it you will you will i could even point it out to you next time i would actually love to rewatch this one oh it's it's just so good so so he gets back right so the scarab's lost and it's a compass for the. If we didn't say it already, it's a compass to Amit's we did. tomb. Okay, I just want to make sure. Yeah, it's a compass to Amit's tomb. And that's why that's why Arthur wants it. So he he has the scarab now. He has the scarab now. Layla can do nothing but uh, uh, you know leave the scene on her little motorbike mm-hmm. to uh, I, I guess regroup with or no, they don't regroup at all after Layla leaves. Then it cuts back to Mark, who then has an argument with Steve, who is now stuck in the mirror world. Mark has full control over the body. And Steve is stuck in the background. He's starting to realize what it was like for Mark the entire time. It's more of like a, how did you do this? Like, you, I could barely move. And Mark's like, you will, eventually. And it's implied heavily that he's not, Steven's not coming back for quite a while. And Stephen's no. like, I'm Mark not has letting unfinished you do this. business. Yeah, so Mark's so Stephen's like, I'm not gonna let you do this. I'm gonna fight as hard as I can with everything that I have. I'm not gonna let you screw up my life anymore. And so from there, Mark meets with Conchu for a bit. Conchu's like, Well, we made it a deal that Stephen wouldn't interfere and Mark's like, Yeah, well, you know, just whatever, so what? But the fact of the matter is I'm here now. And Conchu's yeah. like, Okay, well we need to go. And Mark's like, go where? And Conchu's like, where do you where think? do you think? I mean, Arthur has the scarab. He's gonna go find free Amit. Yeah. So where do you think they Amit's have at? to they have to beat <laughs> Arthur to the tomb before they find it, I guess, exactly. or they find Arthur before they uh, locate the tomb or, in Egypt. Or once like, they get to the yeah. tomb, try to stop him as any way they can. Cause, cause country's like, there's no other way now to find Amit because you guys lost the scarab. You idiots. And Mark's like, nah, we'll find a way. It's all good. And country's like, I hope for your sake it is. And, and so it kind of reminds you of, of when Arthur was talking to Steven, he's like, there's always one more job. It's never over. Conchu will never let you rest. You know, Mark, it's cause he's talking to Steven and he calls out Mark and Mark, you, you know, Mark hears him cause Mark's yeah. in, in there. And so he's like, you realize it's always one job. It's never over. It will all, it will never be over. And so we get we, the, the show, the episode, this episode ends with 
um, Mark, like, going to bed, right? Like, going to sleep. He wakes up, or blacking out or whatever. He wakes up, and he's in Egypt. And, <laughs> and Yeah, Mark's in Egypt. And I saw a nice little detail there. Steve is still stuck in um, the mirror world. But this time, he's sitting down. Is he? Well, um... Yeah, he, I think he was like sitting down on a chair or something while Mark was laying there on the floor getting drunk with Jack Daniels. <laughs> maybe maybe he's having a bud or something. I mean, <laughs> did you blame him for uh, for point, getting drunk like that? Hey man, I don't I don't, I don't blame him. He, if he's I was been stuck through a, a lot. If I was stuck in a mere dimension, I'd probably also want to want to be uh, drinking a couple beers, you know, enjoying life. Well, Steve can't do that. Mark is the one who is. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying if I was Mark and I was trapped in a mirror dimension and I just got freed, I'd probably yeah, also want to have a couple buds or Jack Daniels's or whatever. <laughs> His life at this point is just in ruins because uh, yeah. he has to, he has to get uh, this job done. Otherwise, Kanchu's going to move on to his beloved Layla. Yes. That was one of the things I was going to mention um, when Mark is uh, talking to Kanchu. Yes, there is always another job for him. It just does not end. But if Mark does not fulfill his end of the deal, then Kanchu will drop Mark and go for his wife to be the next champion. Which I wonder if when if and or when that's going to happen. Because if they, he's like, if we ever get separated, well, does that mean that Mark is just as liable to die if Steven does? Cause, and, and, and it is, yes. He will die if Steven dies. Mark will die because they're they're one in the same kind of, yeah. in terms of the body. So overall, what do you think of this episode? Oh, it was so good. Dude, I, I loved this episode and I can't wait to watch the third one. I'm really excited Wait, because... Go ahead. I I was I wasn't sure how this episode was gonna go because the first episode, yeah, you got the suit reveal, but mm-hmm. I didn't know what to expect with this one. Dude, Mr. Knight. <laughs> I can't oh, wait to gosh. see Mr. Knight. I want Mr. That Knight to come great. back so bad. That tux that three piece. Yeah, he suit. probably will. Oh my gosh, dude. Eventually, Mr. Knight has to come back. Uh, well, I have a theory, but I'm not going to say it because I'm sick and tired of ruining it for you. So, <laughs> so Yeah, you and your predictions. I was, just curb it a little bit. I, I was no right on a couple here. things from last episode. I was oh, yeah. right on a couple things. I barely read the comics, though. But I, I just, with storytelling, it's it's one of the things that I do. It's I just, I do that. So I'm going to keep one of those theories to myself. Anyway, so I think that's going to be the end of this episode. And Matt, I don't know if you did you want to plug yourself at all. I don't know if you anything's changed since the last one. Well, I know exactly uh, what I'm going to be going for with my YouTube channel. It's going to be called Event Horizon. So if you're ever interested in uh, gaming content or game developments, I'm going to be posting gameplay and um, some potential devlogs on that channel once that gets set up. I'm currently having a couple of issues. Uh, getting it all fixed, like, for some reason, Firefox just does not want to open YouTube properly. Who uses uh, Firefox anyway? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, just I, I literally it. have to use a different browser just to access YouTube. That's annoying. But, um, yeah, it really is. But regardless, um, Event Horizon, that is going to be the name of it. I just got to work on the channel art uh, for both the... Uh, like uh, the picture and like the banner, dude. Good things are coming though. That's I'm really excited. exciting. 
That's really exciting. I was. We'll have to talk later, but I'm wondering if maybe you already I may, know what my first game is going to be. I was going to say if if I may be so bold, I might feature on an episode here or there just to provide some hilarious commentary of my own. <laughs> that would be great. I would absolutely love to have you on, dude. We okay. So we were playing. I'm not going to say what the game was, but we were playing it right. And, and if you know what the game is, which I don't know how you'd know, but keep it to yourself. But it was so hilarious, like watching you play this game, and I was just laughing in the back. Ground. It, was, it was such a fun time so i might be there um of course there will be a um a link to your channel in the description of this episode if it is already created I don't know it's if not currently it. set up but it will be okay so and even is. then in post we could probably uh put that in but yeah mm -hmm. either way we will youtube we channel will. coming soon Exactly. And if you would like to go ahead and reach the show, you can always email us at thefilmfreaks01 at gmail.com. Once again, that's thefilmfreaks01 at gmail.com. And you can also go ahead and follow us at filmfreakspod on Instagram. Once again, it's filmfreakspod on Instagram. We're looking to start a YouTube channel and get a Twitter going in the near future. So always stay tuned and we will announce it not only here, but also on the Instagram. And you can also vote on different polls and things that we post on the Instagram as well. And yeah, it's just a good time over there. So go and check us out on Instagram if you haven't already. And we want to thank you very much for liking and following this podcast. It's always been fun and we, we, we are so excited to continue to, to provide you with content. And this is something that I know Matt and I just really enjoy doing. And we, we love discussing film and shows. And next week we are discussing a film. We will. We, we will be discussing a film. <laughs> so we will be. You, if you're tired of us doing these little TV show episodes, oh, don't you worry. Something's coming and you won't want to We're still going to do more. Yeah. Oh, we, we're still, we, we're still going to do more Moon Knight. We're still going to cover Moon <laughs> Knight yeah. because cause you, you're not going to let me down, like, you know, live it down if, if I don't. No. But, um,. <laughs> But yeah, uh, next next episode. Um, I don't know how else to tease it to you other than one man starring in a movie playing one man. I probably can't even say it's that. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be good, okay? So stay it's, tuned. It's going to be real Just good. Just tune in next episode, all right? What are you doing? All right, so we will catch you all later. Remember, stay safe. Get vaccinated. Love you guys. We'll catch you later. Peace.